You are listening to episode 12. This episode is brought to you by QuickBooks, which is one of the best apps for starting entrepreneurs. I've literally been using this app since I launched my business, and it has helped me, who doesn't have an accountant brain, to keep my accounting season and to send them in an organized fashion to my accountant. So I recommend it to anyone who is trying to launch a business and is doing that as a solopreneur or entrepreneur. On today's episode, I get to interview a dear friend of mine, formerly Jackie Vundis, and now Jackie Oshevsky. Jackie is an athlete who competes in the sport of strongman, and she is a strong woman, literally. She can carry weight that I have never seen anyone else carry, and I just had to ask her about her journey and how she got into the sport. And this conversation, we talk about everything from having a healthy body image to training and development and developing a personal brand as an athlete. You will not want to miss out on this episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. And today I get to interview my good friend, uh, now Jackie Oshevsky, <laughs> recently married, and she is a strong woman. And uh, me and Jackie actually met in uh, biblical Hebrew. And so I was, um, yeah, it was so nice to meet her. It was just uh, me, her, and another friend. <laughs> and we, uh, we were the only young people in that class. And it was so cool to discuss um, biblical Hebrew and our faith in different things. But as I got to know her over the years, I found out she was really into these strong women competitions. And I found that so fascinating. I think you're the only person I know to this day that actually does that. Oh, nice. so, and she's done very well. So I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. So thank you so so much for being part of the podcast, Jackie. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So please tell us um, and our audience members um, a bit about your like educational background and just your kind of career path purpose, like how did you find yourself doing this as a hobby or even as really something you fully are involved in now? Right. Well, my background is in kinesiology. I have a degree in exercise sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am a kinesiologist. Um, yeah. For, <laughs> so I kind of came to find Strongman via and we call it it's like the branch is strong man and then I'm like I'm a strong woman competing in like the sport ah. of strong man. So like just to clarify because everyone's yes. so confused like is it strong woman, strong man? <laughs> I am a strong woman athlete competing under the branch of the strong man sport. Ah okay. okay. So okay. that's how it works. So many people are so confused. Yes. Thanks um, for explaining that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah. Um so basically I was it starts like way back when so like five years ago I was um 
I was competing for the U of S women's for ultimate Frisbee. And so I was looking for a way to train. And so I started in CrossFit for about two years. Um, and then when university ended, so did ultimate Frisbee. And then I started to really love like powerlifting and like hated benching because my arms are so long and benching is actually miserable for me because ah. it's like, like a, a really good presser has really short arms and I have the opposite. Mm, <laughs> so I, I didn't love all of the aspects of powerlifting. Got it. So I walked into a gym looking to get a job mm-hmm. and I ended up leaving with a gym membership because they actually had strongman. And in the interview, he's like, so I see like powerlifting. I was like, yeah, but like, I don't love all of it. And like, like Olympic lifting's cool too, but I, I hate doing this because like, I'm not good at it. Uh, and he was like, well, have you ever heard of strongman? And I was like, yeah, but like, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I can't follow anyone on Instagram because it's not really like a, a popular thing. Right. And that was back in 2016. And the very first pro women, um, was in 2017. Oh, so wow. there wasn't, there wasn't any pro women at the Arnold until 2017. Really? Yeah. So you got in right when it started. Well, not right when it started, but right when the pro women were finally part of allowed, it. yeah, if yeah. you will, because like there's been some women competing in this sport for since 2013, 2012. Like mm-hmm. it does go, it is quite new, mm-hmm. but I came in just when like pro women were being recognized and wow. given pro cards. Oh my goodness, so, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when I started, I was. like right away I was scooped up by this coach and he was like wow you're super athletic you need to compete in my show next month and I was like next month huh that's a really (laughs) short amount of time (laughs) definitely so I did like I competed and it was a qualifier for provincials and I actually took first so I qualified yeah plays first in my first show and then provincials was a month and a half later and I placed second so back in 2016, I was Saskatchewan's second strongest woman. Hmm. And then um, come 2017, I had a ton of time to train where um, I only had to work like three hours a day. Hmm. And like it was it was a sweet job and it was a sweet setup for training because I had ample amount of time to go train. Hmm. Um, hmm. I could train after morning and afternoon and then like only have to work for a certain amount of time. Like wow. it was it was a really great job for the time. Um, and so training all of that next year come, um, provincials and nationals. Oh, I guess in 2016, I placed third at nationals. So I was Canada's third strongest woman that year in my first year. The first year you went in. So just to clarify, the first year you went in, you were second. Yeah. You won for the province within a month. I, I took first in my first show, which was the qualifier for provincials where I placed second. And that was the qualifier for nationals where I placed third in Canada in your first year in my first year wow (laughs) yeah so I was podiuming in my first year wow so it was like I guess I'm good at this (laughs) and like with CrossFit like I I sucked and like I came out with a couple injuries and like it just wasn't good and I kind of ended up hating it because like I I wanted to be so competitive but the sport is more for especially if you want to be a competitive CrossFitter you have to be like five eight or under. Like it's really made for it's you thrive as a shorter athlete. Ah. Like and I guess like CrossFit does get a bad rep because like all you see are these people going crazy and stuff. But like it actually is a good modality for the general public if they're just thinking fitness. 
Mm. If they're just thinking, I'm going in for an hour, I'm going to come out and like, that's my 60 minutes for the day. I'm not looking to compete. I'm actually going to scale everything Mm. and make sure I finish everything. So like Uh. for the general public, if you go into it with the attitude of I'm just in it for the fitness, then it's actually, it's actually really great. Mm. But for people who get too competitive with it, it's just like, you shake your head. Anyways, yeah, it's funny. You're not the first person that's told me that. I think I've heard from friends who are in medical school that they actually found um, CrossFit a little bit. um, And I've never done CrossFit, but uh, (laughs) they found it a little bit like unsafe because they found the reps were very quick in a competitive Mm -hmm. situation. And it's like, how quickly can I lift this? and put it down and they said it's so easy to get an injury yeah. when you're doing it like that and so and then you have strong men where it's lift as much as you can for as much as you can ah so it's very <laughs> i had the the other day i had a girl ask me what's the difference between crossfit and strongman yeah and i was like in strongman it's lightweight as fast as you can as many as you can in strongman it's as heavy as it can be for as many as you can in 60 seconds uh, so our competing time frame is 90 seconds or less uh, or sometimes 60 seconds. Yeah. So like you might have um, stone over bar, which is like that big cement boulder and you have to get it over this, let's say 52 inch bar mm-hmm. as many times as you can in 60 seconds. Mm. Well, you might fail by, in 30 seconds, right? Like mm. you might, you might not be able to do another rep in 30 seconds mm. or you might have great conditioning and strength mm. and able to do it for a whole minute. Mm. Or let's say you have um, a, a farmer walk for 100 feet. It's, so let's say, so a farmer walk is you're holding on to this, these two frames, essentially, and they're not connected. And then you put weight onto it and make it heavier, and then you walk. Mm. And so let's say the time limit there is 60 seconds. Well, you might finish it in 20. Mm. So like with Strongman, it's always, it's never like go for hard and fast for 12 minutes it's go hard and fast for 60 seconds yeah so it's it's a much easier sport but harder if you will yeah just be in in different because um, not everyone can lift those kind of weights yeah well but that's yeah. what you train for too yes. right so yes. it's it's the sport of strength mm. so it's i love it because that's my body is built for it mm. um so yeah and so in my second year in 2017 I had a ton of time to train, and I swept the board completely. I took first. I was Saskatchewan's strongest woman that year, and I placed first at nationals, wow. becoming the Canadian champion that year. So your second year competing, you completely took swept over. it. Yeah. Wow. And then I earned my pro card at nationals that year, and mm-hmm. then I also earned a spot to compete at the Arnold Amateur in Columbus, Ohio. So in 2018, in March, um, that's when the the Arnold happens every year and and the Arnold is like our Olympic and I went to the Arnold and placed 11th in the world that year mm. um as so 11 strongest amateur and like the girls who were at the top like those girls put in the work like for sure like I put in the work too but I was like 220 pounds like damp you know like I was from them yeah like I was super light like compared to them like Mm. compared to when I went to my first pro international show that year in North last year last year was my first international show in Norway Mm -hmm. um and it was strongest woman in the world and um all the heavyweight because I'm a heavyweight all the heavyweights thought I was a middleweight because I was so tiny (laughs) because you're actually like 
fit. Like, you know, you're quite fit. Yeah. You're just very strong. So yeah. it's like, it's an interesting, yeah. like, kind of weight class you find yourself in, for lack of a better word. Or totally. Like, and, like, I'm definitely still one of the smaller heavyweights. Like, yeah. I'm slowly putting on size, but those girls, they've either been doing it for a while or because they're so big, like, sometimes bigger people are stronger just because they have more muscle mass to support that frame. So mm. therefore they are stronger. Mm. So I've been putting on mass over the years slowly mm. versus they might already be there. Right. Mm. So it's like night and day, like you can tell, like, I think this year, like I'm a little better competition with the girls mm. just because I, my size is finally getting there. But before I was like <laughs> tall, lanky. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my only relation to that would be, like, wrestling. Like, that's, oh, so, yeah. like, a very real sport where you talk yes. about weight classes, mm-hmm. right, and frame. So I totally get what you mean by that. Because, yeah. um, like, you know, someone could be really tall and be put in, like, the heavyweight class, but yeah. they're, like, so weak compared to the girls they're competing yeah, totally. with. And, and, like, for me, like, there's some middleweights out there who are way stronger than me. Hmm. And, like, that could be – that has been a point of jealousy in, in – times past but now it's just like you know what they put in the work they've put in the time they've put in the effort they they're putting in the nutrition they're putting in the sleep like there's a reason why they have those numbers versus me hmm. so like i would consider myself still pretty strong but like if i were to play the comparison game there's definitely some middleweights sometimes even lightweights that are stronger than me which is hmm. a hard spill to pill to swallow sometimes but hmm. it is what it is right i mean mm-hmm. You take it as it comes. And yeah, this kind of leads into a couple questions, but what kind of, you kind of covered this a little bit, but what kind of inspired you to think, okay, I want to be a strong woman. Like this is something I really want to get invested in. I actually didn't want to be a pro. Oh, okay. I I didn't. Like I had to have people convince me. And Mm -hmm. so when I had the opportunity to go to nationals my first year, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like there are so many women who've been training for way longer than me. They deserve to go. And my coach was like, why would you say no to an opportunity like this? Like Mm -hmm. you, if you're strong enough to podium, then you deserve to be there. Like Mm -hmm. that's the bottom line Mm -hmm. is if you are that strong, then you deserve to be there. Interesting. And it's like, that's true. And he's like, you're still putting in the time. You're still putting in the work. Like, if if you get an invite, it's because you earned it. Mm. And so with um with that's been with everything so far. Like mm. with provincials in twenty seventeen, like I earned that. With nationals in twenty seventeen, I earned that. Like the invite to the Arnold amateur, I earned that. So it's just like you you have to take it in strides. And initially mm. when I was invited to or when I earned my pro card, I was like I'm having fun as an amateur. Like, I actually don't want to take this. Ah. And one of the local guys here, he's he's a sweetheart. His name is James McGregor. He's yeah. probably the nicest strong man you will ever meet in your entire life. <laughs> Granted, I haven't met a lot of Americans uh, strong men. So, like, in Canada, he's definitely, like, one of the jewels. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, you would be crazy not to. He's like, it's going to open up doors. It's going to open up opportunities. Hmm. He was like women in this sport aren't valued as much as men so Mm. when you have an opportunity like this you have to take it Mm. because then it opens up all these opportunities um in different countries and you get invites to different places to go compete he's like you'd be stupid not to take it Mm -hmm. and so he was kind of the one who who swayed me to go pro Mm. um 
but yeah, like, and like the love is still there. Like I, I host a class every Tuesday night for a strong man at my gym. So it's, and like, it's, I call it strong AF. That's the name of the class, but like, it's actually sassy AF because I have a bunch of sassy people that go there <laughs> and people are so intimidated because they're like, oh my gosh, a strong man class. But like you show up and everyone's like roasting each other, just being sassy. And it's actually the funnest thing in the whole world, wow. but people would never know because wow. they're too scared. That's so interesting. And I, that actually leads to another thing. Um, what goes into training then for these strong men and <laughs> strong women mm-hmm. competitions in terms of training and fundraising and creating a brand? And you mentioned going pro. Like, what does that actually look like right. from like the back end of, of what right. you made? Well, from the training perspective, I'm in the gym probably seven hours a week which is less than I used to. Like when I had that job of like a three hour a day, I was, I could have been in the gym like four hours a day. Like, Mm. and I was too, like Mm. I would go in the morning, eat, go to work, nap, eat, go train. Wow. So like I, I was in the gym sometimes four times a week, twice a day. Mm. So like I put in maybe like 10 or 12 hours a week back then. Yeah. So like, but now it's like, I have multiple jobs. I have clients and uh, athletes that I'm coaching mm. I'm having to coach myself I'm married now so it's like <laughs> there's a bunch of things that that I can't be in the gym for that long anymore so yeah probably nowadays I'm in the gym about seven hours a week mm-hmm. um and in terms of advertising that's like the hardest thing in the world because mm-hmm. like I I understand that in order to be sponsored you have to put yourself out there mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like a <laughs> like a brand hoe <laughs> like chasing <laughs> these deals so like yeah. I have a hard time putting myself out there like in uh, all honesty because I feel like I'm selling out. Uh, so it's like I don't like to do that and if I am going to go for um a company and ask them to support me like I want them to be a company that I support already a company that's local first and foremost because like I will always support local Mm -hmm. um and a company that I believe in so it's Mm -hmm. like I'll never just ask random people I'll always ask local and places I already support Mm -hmm. so that's the hardest part too because it's usually small businesses and right now in this economy small businesses are not doing great Mm -hmm. so it's very difficult to a put myself out there and b find a place that would be willing to support me so it's Right now, I have no sponsors, and it's just been out of my own pocket that I've been wow. traveling. So it's it's been difficult. But then I also, there's also people talking like, well, if you really want it, then you'll pay for it yourself. Right. And, and it's like, it's true, but like, it gets expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was invited to four different international shows this year, and I only was able to do one. Right. So it's like, it's, you have to pick and choose when you aren't sponsored or you don't have that kind of monetary support. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean like, it's great when people are like, here's products, but it's like, it's not actually what I was asking for, mm-hmm. but thank you. Like, I'm not going to be ungrateful because I am grateful for the help, but mm-hmm. now I have to go to another business and ask for monetary help. So yeah, that's, it's been, it's been hard. And like I was talking to my mom and she was like, in terms of, like athletes and stuff that's where their parents would come in and be the manager and go get these things Mm. because like it is quite difficult to train have multiple jobs be married and then go out and be your own manager like that's a a big caseload (laughs) 
It definitely is. You like, know? <laughs> I have quite a few things that are not on your list, and I already feel pretty full. So as an entrepreneur, as somebody who likes to create yeah. content, so I can only imagine yeah. once you add those other elements. Yeah. And, and it's like your your the titles are wife, um, pro athlete, <laughs> entrepreneur, <laughs> businesswoman. And then, like, a bunch of other things. So mm-hmm. it's, like, you would, I never would have expected to have so many titles. Like, image, right? That's another topic that we could talk about is, like, femininity in the sport of strong women. Yeah, strong I, women. I do. Because I think it, I lo- that's fine. Um, one of the reasons why I brought you in is that I felt like it was cool that you were strong, um, strong and you were comfortable with your strength as a girl. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there's more commercials now that want to highlight that. But I do think it's really good to showcase, like, different types of women and different types of, yeah, like, like their strengths or their talents or what they're even interested in, right? Yeah. Like, as a girl, I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. But like you said, it's super recent that they've made it a thing. Yeah. So, like, I didn't know you could do this, you know? And, like, yeah. there's other girls that are like, yeah, I'm strong and I want to do something. Yeah. Like well, and it's super empowering, too. Like, with my class, I have had, like, it's... At first, it was just women because I'm a female instructor. But then, like, men started to join, too. So it's, like, a 50-50. And so, like, seeing these men, like, absolutely crushing it in my class and then them watching the women who have come week after week being able to press a 90-pound keg over their head. They're probably like, dope. It's like these women just, like, throw the keg on the ground and scream. And they're like, I did it! And the guys are just like, holy crap, she put in the effort, right? Yeah, like, do they think it's cool? Oh, yeah. I have one girl that comes to my class, and she's so mad. She wanted to press 90 pounds over her head so bad one day oh. that she walked out of the gym angry, and she's never hated a class more than that one. <laughs> oh but I intentionally God. made it hard. I made it hard, right? Because everyone, like, they're always succeeding, and it's great, and that's what I want. But she wants them to challenge themselves. Yeah, and, like, this was the one class where I was, like, I'm not making it easy on any of you, just so you know. Wow. And so... So you purposely, like, challenge people. Yeah, and so they're all angry, and they're, like, whenever we're pressing kegs next, I'll be there, and they're just all wow. so mad. <laughs> so you just got them mad? Yeah. And is this class a way you um fund? No. You just do it because you like it? Yeah, like, I get a cut of the class, like, because I'm a paid instructor, but... Or I'm a paid coach, but like that's it's not enough to fund. Like I would have to save for um, a year to buy a ticket. Yeah. So it's just it's honestly just supporting the community at like a big. So personal brand, uh, like I said, has been uh, difficult to build just because I don't have quite the time to put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. And, like, even Instagram is difficult, too, because it's, like, I want it to be, like, my personal thing where I'm posting, like, cute pictures of me and my husband or of my nephews or my niece or, like, my family or my friends. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time posting strongman content. And, like, I definitely see, like, the variations of the insights of what's liked more and what's liked less, right? And, like, personal account, it almost feels like no one really wants to see that. And it's, like, but I want to see it. Like, it's my memories and I want to be able to hold on to that, right? So they love your, like, struggle. Yeah, and, stuff. and yeah. it's, like, and I hate posting it because it kind of ties into, like, I'm not as strong as all the other girls, so, like, what's my 450-pound deadlift compared to a middleweight who's doing 470? 
right? So it's like, for me, it's hard to to get to that place of comfort where it's like, mm. yeah, like that's that's a lot of weight. Like, good luck deadlifting four fifty pounds, right? Like, have fun with that if you're the average person. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like it's it's almost hard because the comparison game kind of comes in, and it's mm-hmm. like that shouldn't be an issue, mm-hmm. but it always is. Like in mm-hmm. the back of your head, there's always you know you're the athlete's brain, the perfectionist. Like you want to make sure things are perfect. Mm-hmm. So and like to me in my world, seeing my friends and family on my Instagram page, like that's perfect. Like I love seeing that. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I find that so wild that you're saying that because for me, when I see anything you do on Instagram, I'm like, <laughs> like, I think I saw one where you were pulling a truck or something yeah. and I was just like, what in the world? <laughs> like, I knew you were strong, uh, but I didn't know you were that strong. I always yeah. knew you were super athletic because in class you were always talking about going to the gym and like, you were yeah. always talking about working out. So I'm like, this girl loves working out. <laughs> like, you yeah. enjoyed it. and But when I saw those videos, I was just like, oh my word, like, you've got a real gift here and so it's funny that even in your role that you too have to deal with like that self-comparison with with your competitors and such and I guess it's just something we all deal with yeah um and yeah I want to talk too about femininity in what you're doing because one thing I loved about Jackie doing the sport is the fact that she was comfortable with herself and being a strong girl and that is a really cool um, thing to do. I, I felt like it was really cool to just be like, I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable with how I'm, I was made. And I'm thriving in this gift that I have and being that example to other people. So mm-hmm. can you talk about that? Um, is that something you've always had? Is that something you've had to garner in joining the sport? Right. So, I mean, body issues are, I feel like, always a thing for females. Um, I definitely had my fair share mm. starting when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom, I love her very much, but like definitely put her body issues on me as well. So mm. it's like we've had multiple conversations and like things are all good now. But like mm-hmm. back in the day when like body issues and body image wasn't as much of a conversation as it is now, mm. that was definitely a very real thing in both her and I's world when I was going through puberty. So, like, I definitely suffered with, like, eating disorders and, like, mm-hmm. uh, bulimia and stuff like that. So, it's, like, you kind of learn as you go and, like, yeah. But going into university and, like, being kinesiology and, like, exercise sciences, like, you learn about the human body and stuff like that. And I don't think I actually became comfortable with feeding my body properly until I was probably, like, 22. Wow. Yeah. And like (laughs) during that time, um, like even now, like I look back on pictures of myself and I'm like, I was so skinny and I thought I was so fat. Like it was a real thing. And like, Mm. I'm looking at my ultimate Frisbee days where like, and like I'm, I'm five, I'm five eleven. Um, I have big, broad shoulders. I come from a German, Russian, Austrian <laughs> background. So it's like All I've got <laughs> I've got the strong blood in me. I yeah. got the thick bones in me. Like yeah. I've got like that's my DNA. So mm-hmm. like I come from like a strong, like physically strong background. Mm-hmm. And so it's like being 5'11 and just broad like that's that's just a part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. And so looking back, I was 190 pounds, but I was a stick back when I played ultimate frisbee. 
But, like, I was also a machine, too. Like, you don't want to touch me because you'll rebound and face plant <laughs> or twist an ankle. Yeah. So, like, I was, I was, if you look back, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's just a regular girl. She's, like, got a good figure on her, whatever. Like, I was a beanpole, essentially. Mm-hmm. And scared to put on weight because, like, women shouldn't be over 200 pounds it's like yeah but those women that are saying that are five five yeah it's totally like a bmi <laughs> thing it's not even like exactly. just a weight thing so exactly and with bmi like people that are excluded are athletes and pregnant women oh, and then it so like if you're yeah. pregnant you should never be looking at the bmi oh. if you're an athlete you should never be looking at the bmi mm-hmm. because when i was playing ultimate frisbee and a bean pole and 190 pounds technically i was obese class two Oh. So try telling that to a girl who's already struggling with identity and body images and she's not actually that fat at all. <laughs> like you remember me like I was not a big girl. Mm-hmm. So it's like that all that played in and it's, mm-hmm. and also like BMI crosses different ethnic races too. Right. So it's like I'm not I'm I can't be compared to someone in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Their BMI is going to look different than us ca- Caucasian people mm-hmm. because different ancestry different genes is going to play a different role so like if you Mm. were to do it as an african canadian Mm -hmm. like you would have a different bmi right because i mean you're not you're not white Mm -hmm. i mean i know it's not politically correct (laughs) i really don't care (laughs) because i love you anyway so i'm gonna that's all good but it's like you're not white so you don't measure my bmi right so it's like different cultures have Mm -hmm. different or should be measuring on difference it's just genetics play a huge role mm-hmm. and i mean you can't you can compete with that and i absolutely love watching different cult like the olympics i absolutely yeah, love, I love it olympics, because yeah. it's like the top athletic ability of those people mm-hmm. like you will never see a more athletic group than those people at the olympics mm-hmm. and watching the different like races compete like mm-hmm. absolutely love that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's very fascinating, hmm. but back to the body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because and, you're talking and about BMI. BMI. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love how you said BMI sh- should actually be unique to the culture. Mm-hmm. So back to the body image stuff mm-hmm. and the BMI. So you're saying even though you were really skinny for mm-hmm. your height and everything, you would still be counted as obese according yeah. to BMI. Yeah. So it actually has to be different than for athletes and pregnant. Yeah, and because I'm stronger now. I redid my BMI and I'm actually obese class three. Mm. <laughs> but you do my blood work and I'm in perfect health. Mm. Cholesterol's great, blood pressure's great. Like mm. there is and like my husband, he's a big old lineman and he's doing strongman now. And I mean, he's ah. he's a big guy, right? But yeah. again, perfect blood, like he's healthy, low like good blood pressure, good cholesterol. But it's just like his genetics too are just like He's a chunker, wow, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So it's like different body types, different genetics lead to different things. Yeah. And so growing up, I didn't, I didn't understand that, and so mm-hmm. I, I didn't appreciate my body for what it was, mm-hmm. and so I didn't actually start to appreciate my body until I think, I maybe my last year playing ultimate frisbee. So mm-hmm. like my fifth year at university, I was in school for, maybe my fourth. I was in school for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like my fifth year that I actually started to like appreciate what my body could do mm-hmm. and then started to see f- uh, food as fuel and not as the, the culprit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, cause however you fuel your body, that's 
the output, right? So how I, I talked to one of my clients when we first started, um, I was training her, was you feel sluggish and tired throughout the day because you're not actually fueling your body. Mm-hmm. So if you think about protein, um, some good carbs, and I, there's the argument that carbs are bad, but that's not true because every mm-hmm. single food has <laughs> carbs in it. Yeah. So it's just what <laughs> what you are using. Is it a grain or is it a vegetable? And mm. if it's a vegetable, just pretend it doesn't, like, it's free. Like, you can have as much as you want. Because it's going to pass through anyways. <laughs> there's so many. It's so micronutriently dense that it's go- doing more good for you than anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... What kind of fuel are you putting in? Because think of it this way, like when you fuel yourself with good stuff, your energy level goes up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it's bad stuff, it might go up a little bit, but it's going to go back down. Mm-hmm. So and that plays into like insulin levels and blah, 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 blah. And like, so yeah. So until I was in university and was learning about this and like in in the culture too, because I grew up in a small town and it's very hick town and it's very... <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it's it's just it's so old. Yeah, in thinking in mentality, it's yeah. old. Like men don't respect women in my hometown because, oh. oh yeah, like I have a story of like when my car was I I think it was like the catalytic converter something was going on with it, mm-hmm. and so I took it to my parents' mechanic and it's a husband and wife and she was looking at it, she's like yeah this is a problem take it to minute muffler. They have the part we just called. I take it there and I'm like, hey, like my mechanic called, blah, 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 blah. And my dad was with me and he looked at my dad and started talking to my dad. And I'm just like, hello, it's my car. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm just like, and my dad's just sitting back. He's like, it's her car, man. Talk to her. And I'm just like, like coming from Saskatoon where they like, it's very feminist forward and it's like very like equal yeah. or trying to be in anyway. yeah, yeah. And I'm just like very <laughs> outspoken and I was just yeah. like, can you talk to me and not my dad? It's not his car. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it's, and then when I said what was wrong with it, he gave me this look like, oh honey, like that's cute. And it's just like, I told him, cause like yeah bottom line we went back he's like i found nothing wrong and i was like well did you drive it like you stole it maybe you'd feel maybe you'd see what's wrong with it and my dad starts laughing and he's like yeah you gotta drive it like her (laughs) (laughs) and i was like not having it at all so like yeah in my hometown they don't see it's very old-minded and Mm. old thinking and Mm. it's not very forward thinking Mm. so coming to university where like whether you're left or right winged or whatever, it doesn't matter. But like politics come into play. Mm-hmm. And it's very the university I find nowadays is very feminist forward. Mm-hmm. Which can be good or bad. Mm-hmm. But either way, I learned about how a woman should think mm-hmm. through like different studies and like um different different health and science classes too. Mm-hmm. Because it's like this is what the body needs to fuel. This is what um you can't compare this body to this body. So it's, it hmm. wasn't until then where I actually like learned like, okay, so like, it's actually okay to put on weight, especially if your body fat percentage is staying the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like, I think my body or body fat percentage went up maybe like 5% or 10% since I started lifting weights like seven years ago. Hmm. So it's like, it's a ton of muscle and it, it shows in all my lifts. Like, Mm -hmm. like I'm stronger now than I was five years ago. Like I'd never, ever have anticipated deadlifting 455 pounds. 
five years ago. Never would have thought about that. That's so like, I would have thought, oh, this is going to hurt my back. But, like, I'm still upright now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I find that the women in the sport themselves, um, I did, like, they would all identify as feminine. Mm-hmm. Like, they would all have a, say, I have a fem- feminine side. Yeah. Um, like, there are a couple women who identify as not female. So, like, they don't care to if they look feminine. They're, right. Like, they, they're they okay like with they're, looking butch. Like, yeah. they're fine because that's how they've identified. Mm. Um, but, like, I, I'm just strong. And then I go home and either look disgusting from the gym or I get done <laughs> up. Like, it's, it's a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, if you follow any of the girls on social media, like, they all have this beautiful feminine side. Hmm. But the funny part is, is that people on the outside feel like they have a right to comment and say, that's disgusting. You shouldn't lift like that. You should do more feminine things like cardio. And mm. it's just like, you can go suck it <laughs> and not talk to me ever. <laughs> it's like just putting those restrictions, those boxes on women is yeah. kind of like what people do yeah. visually. And because they're not used to seeing it. Like mm. I said, I love that you're doing this competition. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, you said you're the only one in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. I totally can, can believe that because it's like, I felt like you're in a league of your own, yeah. posting these videos, posting these things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that you're just entering something yeah. that you're good at. I'm all about yeah. people finding what they love and what they are good at and just thriving in that. Yeah. So I love that you're owning that. And yeah, no, thank you so much for speaking on this. And for uh, the people seeing the video, uh, yeah, you could tell, like, we, we don't have a full snippet of this, but um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, so you talked about your biggest obstacles in joining, yeah, this is like a little bit of a mix, but what was your biggest obstacle in joining the competition, and, and how did you overcome it? Mm-hmm. Biggest obstacle? Um, it's, it's a mental game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's all a mental game. I think the biggest obstacle is I've always played team sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then strongman is very much an individual sport mm-hmm. now like the com- camaraderie of the other girls competing that that helps to make it feel like a team and like I've been to some competitions where if it's it feels like every man on their own mm-hmm. or every woman for themselves like mm-hmm. or and then I've also been to competitions where you know you compete and then the other your fellow competitors are like that was a really good lift good job mm-hmm. and it feels it feels like a team even though it's individual mm-hmm. but the biggest part i would say is all the mental battle mm-hmm. um cuz like it's not always sunshine and rainbows sometimes you do have those athletes who are in it for themselves and they're they don't care about you and mm-hmm. it very much shows on competition day and then following up, there might be some snappy comments on social media. And it's just up to you to be, like, to get that mental game focused and, like, ready to go. And, like, understanding that this is my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I always have to bring myself back. Like, this is my hobby. If I get injured in this sport, WCB won't cover it. Like, that's, oh, like, okay. and I tell my athletes that, too. Like, I will always help them lift safely. I will mm. always help them lift effectively. But at the end of the day, if you are making a risk, you this is your hobby, and you're not getting injured at work, and you're not getting covered for it. Like, mm. so we want safe, effective lifting. Mm. So, like at the end of the day, uh, if if a competition is being heated, and like it's some girls are just having a bad day, and mentally it's every man for themselves. Mm. 
I'm not going to put myself on the line mm. to to prove something mm-hmm. when this is my hobby. Mm. <laughs> so it's Understood. like the biggest obstacle would be like that mental aspect mm-hmm. and that camaraderie between the athletes and trying to find that balance of competitor versus friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some shows, it's easier than other shows. Yeah, yeah. And I've definitely been in those shows before where it's mm-hmm. like you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to go for the title, like you're trying to do this versus having fun. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I won nationals in 2017, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to the scoreboard all day. Mm-hmm. Like that was probably the funnest competition that I can remember just because mm-hmm. I was, I was chatting up with the other girls. Mm-hmm. Like I was just visiting. I was, I was being funny and annoying all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't paying attention to the scoreboard. And I was like, why am I always last to go? Like I want to be first to go. And I was just like not paying attention. Right. But yeah. if you're the last one to go, that means you're first. Oh. And so I was always so frustrated because I'm like, why am I always last? I want to go first. Because you just didn't even know what was going on. No. You were just like, man, like, what's going on with this yeah. competition? Like, love that. So, so just kind of oblivious to the whole. I was having so fun, that so much fun that day. And so that's probably the best competition I've ever been in because no one knew who I was. There was no title involved. Like, I wasn't the fifth or the sixth strongest woman in the world. I was just... Jack, I was just a girl from Saskatchewan, and so no one paid attention to me, and everyone was like, who is this Bundus girl that's in first all the time? <laughs> and I'm the one, like, laughing and joking off in the corner, and everyone thinks that the, the one in first is going to be the serious one, so it must be that girl sitting there. So it's like, yeah. that was probably the funnest show that I've ever had, but the biggest obstacle is for sure the mental game, mm-hmm. and it's, are you going to compete the same when you're having a good day versus when you have a bad day? Yeah, and I love how you talk about character and, like, how you approach people, um, how <clears throat> you, like, distinguish between, like, hey, we're competition, but I'm not going to disrespect you. Like, just remembering to put everything in. This is the next question. How has being in this competition impacted you personally? Like, how much do you think you've changed personally since starting this journey? I would definitely say a ton. Like, when you... Like, confidence for sure is huge right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with my body. I'm comfortable in who I am. Like, when you're under those weights, there's a respect that comes. Because there, there's a respect that either I do this well or I crumble under this weight. Mm-hmm. So you have to respect the weight all the time. So mm-hmm. it's you have to go in with good form. You have to go in with um, almost like a God fear, if you will. Because, like, these weights could crush you if you do it wrong. Wow. So it's, and then building that strength and seeing that strength come, there's a huge mental, like I said, a mental aspect that comes into play. And yeah, like if it's, if it's not there and if you're timid and if you're afraid, then you're going to show that in your lifts too. Like the, the weights don't hide a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very, it's interesting because a lot of people use lifting weights as a therapy because you can't really hide from it like either you're strong or you're not you know so it's like it's it's been a good way to to forge that mental strength and like that mental stability and like Mm. if if I'm having a bad day like if I I really want to stay out of the gym because if I'm having a bad day in my personal life that means the gym's probably not going to be that great either Mm. because I don't want to go in thinking that well, I'm angry. I'm going to take out my anger on the weights. That's a typical mindset in the strength world. I'm having a bad day. Cardio, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. give it. I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to go in and crush the weights and take out all my anger on the barbell. 
well, for me, that does, that, I shouldn't say that. It works for some people. For me, it doesn't work. If mm-hmm. I'm having a bad day, I won't even go in mm-hmm. because I, I'm, I don't want to hurt yourself. And yeah, like bottom line is if I'm having a bad day and like my, me- my mentality is bad, then I'm not respecting myself. So if I'm not respecting myself, how am I going to respect the barbell? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's definitely brought a newfound level of respect for who I am as well as a confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really cool with my class watching the women and, and the men who mm-hmm. come into my class mm-hmm. see them grow in confidence when the first day was like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm pretty weak. But now they're just like, I'm going to get that stupid weight. So it's like yeah. you see the same confidence that I grew in with this sport grow in other people. Mm. And then it transfers into their everyday life. It's like, well, mm. if I can live that, I can do this. Like, if I can do that, I can go ask for this raise. Like, why am I scared of this boss? Like, he's ah. just a he's just a human being like me. And yeah. I have a need. So I'm going to talk to him about it. Like, I'm going to go ask for that raise. Mm-hmm. So it's like it plays a role, too. It's like if... If I can be this fearless in competition, how come I can't be in my everyday life? Mm-hmm. So it's like I am at work. I'm kind of the girl that everyone's scared of because I'm not scared to say what I'm thinking. Uh, so, so you feel like it's really brought that out of you? Oh, for sure. Like I would never have been like this like five, ten years ago. That's for sure. so cool. No, I, I I love to hear that because a lot of like you know some people may seem I'm still the same person. And in, in a lot of ways, you can at the core of you is, yeah. but I do think there is some growth that happens when you take yeah. on something that is cha- a challenge and also yeah. something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And there is a journey that you go on personally. Yeah. Um, what are your future plans regarding this event and where do you see yourself in five years? Right. Well, um, this year, Strongest Woman in the World was in Alaska and I placed six, wow. six Strongest in the World. And so my goal has and always will be to be the strongest woman in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And that comes through competing at the Arnold Classic in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get an invite this year, but, you know, I'm excited to see where I am in a year. Like, Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. change in in a year. Mm -hmm. I was married in less than a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So things change, right? So it's like, um, I'm, yeah, like, I have a full-time job now, so Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, there's stability in that and that work has never been a stable part so mm-hmm. having stability in a job will definitely bring more stability in the gym mm-hmm. because that's always been a struggle with those two mm-hmm. but yeah my goal in the next five years is to be a contender for the strongest woman in the world mm-hmm. and really and podium mm-hmm. I would love to podium if I'm not the strongest I'd like to be second or third mm-hmm. but it's like it's such an honor to be in this sport and to be at the front of this sport because like it's pro strong women have only been a thing for two years now. Mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough to get my pro card the same year that women were allowed on the pro stage at the Arnold mm-hmm. so it's it's and it's only been I've only been competing for three years now mm-hmm. and I got my card in two Wow. So it's this is my first full year as a pro competing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I would love to be the strongest woman in the world in five years, but I'd also like to start a family. So <laughs> you, you <laughs> really can't have both. <laughs> so yeah, uh-huh. no, but this is definitely a sport that I see myself doing for years to come, just because like it's the sport of strength, right? So mm-hmm. it's you. There is longevity if you respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's longevity as an athlete and there's a longevity for your life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like the way that I've started and continued with it, I'm being smart about it so that I can, I can continue this thing for many more years to come. You know, like there's, my parents always put, put it out there like, oh, that's bad for your back or your knees. And it's like, well, no, see, there's a thing called um, form yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I use and yeah. I have good form mm-hmm. and I'm not going to hurt myself. So it's, there's older mindsets that think that it's really bad for you but it's like if you actually are smart about it you can last a really long time in this sport interesting yeah yeah no um thank you so much jackie for doing this interview and filling our audience in on what appears to me to be a very interesting sport that i've discussed (laughs) it in depth with you and thanks for talking about all the different aspects that come with it i'm sure they got a lot out of it today so thank you for doing that you're welcome